When there's any problem at all, we cry out to God, God help me. And I found in my life, every time I cry out to God that way, he helps me. I am almost 85 years old, and I'm partially crippled. One day, the devil hit me with a bunch of thoughts. What will happen to you if you can't walk? If you can't walk, you can't live where you're living now. What will happen to you? And I cried out, God, help me. And the Holy Spirit said to me, God will supply all your need. That's a scripture in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And as soon as I heard that brought to my mind, God will supply all of your need. I said, that's right. And I rejoiced. That's the way it works. The devil brings thoughts to us to try to destroy us. But when we cry out to God, by His Spirit, God brings thoughts to our mind which show the truth. God will supply all your need. And we rejoice in the truth. Only through God do we receive lasting help and comfort in times of need. Call out to God as a little child would call out to his parent. God the Father, help me, and he will. When memories try to come to your mind to destroy you, you must learn to put a spotlight of the truth on that memory. And the truth is the Word of God. So when you start to grieve over that person who is dead, you must immediately stop and say, No, I won't grieve because that child is just asleep in the arms of Jesus, taken care of by Jesus. And when Jesus returns, that child will awaken into everlasting life. Now, why am I sorrowing? Because the flesh and the devil want to destroy us. And sorrow does destroy us. But the truth sets you free. And the truth is in what God has said in the Bible. So you must deliberately take that thought captive that would hurt you and turn it around by truth in God. My cousin attended church all her life, and when she was 96, she told me this. She said, Oh, 
I do fine during the day, but I get so lonely at night. And I said, oh, that's no problem. When you start to feel lonely, you just call on God for help, and he will help you. Her husband had died 10 years before she told me this. The next time I heard from my cousin, she told me the same thing. She said, oh, I do fine during the day, but I get so lonely at night. She didn't do what the Word of God says. She didn't turn to God and ask Him for help. There are some people who want to suffer. I don't. I want help. And I know help is in God. So if you start to feel a little bit down, don't live with that. You turn to God and you say, please help me. Please fill this time for me and help me get through this day. There are many times that I wake up in the morning and say to God, please fill my day and help me. And before I know it, the day is over. And sometimes I've forgotten that I pray that. And the day is over. I was injured very badly in December 2018. I broke a hip and badly dislocated my left hand. They had to do reconstructive surgery on me. And I was in rehabilitation hospitals in Texas for two and a half months after surgery. And I really didn't have anyone living where I was living, except for two people who occasionally visited me. And some days I would wake up in the morning alone in the hospital. And I rejoiced I was in the hospital because I knew they could take care of me in the hospital. So I was glad I was in the hospital. But I would wake up and think I have this whole day to go through. That's a devil speaking trying to trouble me. But immediately I would pray and just say, God, please fill my day. And that would be in the morning. And I didn't think any more about it. But before I knew it, it would be five or six in the afternoon. And then sometimes I would remember, God, fill my day just like I asked him to do. God will not fail us, he will not forsake us, he will help us, and when we call on him, he will cause something to happen to lift us up. Wherever you are, call on God. If you're in the grocery store, you can pray silently, God help me. Many times I've prayed silently. There have been many times that I have been with someone and they have spoken and I've been a little irritated and I've said silently to God, please don't let me say what I want to say. Please control me. Please don't let me say that. And later I realized that God didn't let me say that thing that my flesh wanted to say. God helps us in all ways.
Call on God. Talk to him. Here is an instruction the Apostle Paul gave us in the Bible. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Be careful for nothing. Is there anything right now troubling you? Stop and talk to God. Tell him how you feel. But a lot of times when you learn some scripture, you're no longer troubled. For example, before we learn that the dead people are simply sleeping in Christ, we're troubled. We are as the pagans. We're out there looking at graves and doing things that make things worse. But when we know God, we look at the resurrection. We no longer look at graves. We look at the resurrection. My cousin was about 80 when this happened, but her husband died. And she was talking to me about going to Thurman's grave and decorating it. And I said to her, Why are you doing that? Who do you want to impress? Thurman can't see you. He's asleep. She got very quiet. And then she said, Well, then it doesn't really matter where we're buried. And I said, That's right. It's not that we are put in this beautiful place overlooking the ocean under a nice tree. We won't even know that happened if you do that because we are asleep. Think of what it's like when you go to bed at night and go to sleep. You don't know where you are. And often you sleep six or seven hours and you don't even wake up. And when you wake up, you say, I can't believe it's daylight already. That's what death is like. They fall asleep. They're not going to know what you're doing. So why are you doing it? Focus on the resurrection and you will rejoice because we know we are resurrected through Jesus. Here's another truth from the Bible that is absolutely wonderful. In 1 Corinthians 15, start at about verse 48. For we are not going to have these fleshly bodies in heaven. We're going to have spiritual bodies. Therefore, we will have no pain or sorrow or trouble. It's because of this flesh that we have trouble. So let's look at the new body that we're going to have when God takes us into heaven. 1 Corinthians 15, start at verse 48. As is the earthly, such are they also that are earthly. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image 
of the earthy as we have borne the image of our parents. We shall also bear the image of the heavenly. We will bear the image of God and Jesus. God is a spirit. We will have spiritual bodies. We will be changed to spiritual bodies. And we will no longer have these physical bodies that we now have. Paul says in verse 50, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all die, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. We are changed into the image of God who is a spirit. We are given new bodies which are spiritual bodies, and they are not subject to death or disease or the emotions of the flesh where sadness comes. We are new creatures in Christ. And he says it happens in a twinkling of the eye. Blink your eye. That's how fast you will be changed into your new spiritual body when you are taken into heaven. Just blink. See how fast it'll happen? For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. And that's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 48 through 53. When we look at this life through the eyes of God, everything is different. Several years ago, a friend of mine sent me a birthday card. And in this birthday card, she told me all of the things that her family would be doing at the Christmas holiday. Her children would be with her, her grandchildren would be with her, her husband would be with her. They were going here, they were going there. And I was totally alone at that time. And the Holy Spirit said to me, you are dead and your life is hid in Christ. And I said, oh, that's right. And I rejoiced in that truth. You can look at me and it may look like I don't have any life, but my life is hidden from you. That's Colossians chapter 3. Let's read those four verses. For when you see it that way, you aren't depressed. If the Holy Spirit hadn't said that to me, I think I might have been a little depressed at my friend's greeting in her note. But I knew what the Holy Spirit was saying to me was absolutely true. So let's look for a second at what the Holy Spirit said to me that day. If you have a Bible in front of you, turn to Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. 
Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. And that's what the Holy Spirit said to me. Ye are dead. You are born again through God. You are in Christ. And they can't see your life. It's hid with Christ. So to them, it looks like you're dead, but you're alive. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. So you can have everything of this world and have nothing. Belonging to God, belonging to Jesus, that's all that matters. Keep reconstructing your mind in truth from God. Keep thinking of these scriptures that I speak to you, for they are life and truth. The devil will try to say the opposite to you and make you grieve and destroy you. But what are you grieving over? Your child is simply asleep and has no pain and no need and no want. Everything is provided for that child. Rejoice that God provided for the child. You're the one who needs help. And that's the reason I'm making these recordings, to help you. For any time we see through the eyes of God, we rejoice. Tomorrow, you can hear number three of the Uvalde series of exhortations, which is entitled, God Keeps Us in Perfect Peace When Our Mind is Stayed on That Which We Have Heard from Him. <laughs>